New on CuriosityStream, Darwin's theory of evolution, a scientific breakthrough, but 1920s Tennessee wasn't ready for it. It became the Bible versus evolution. Followed a heated trial that changed American education forever on Monkey in the Middle. And it's the country's deadliest highway. There were something like 178 accidents in a 10-year period. Don't miss the most dangerous road in America. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. I should start off by explaining a couple things. Our park doesn't focus on one specific theme. We have four sections that are fenced off from one another. There's a spooky one, a western one, an old-timey Hollywood one, and one that looks like everything there is made of candy. We get a lot of visitors, mostly families and young couples. Every single one of us actors, the actual actors, is assigned to a specific one of the other things the ones that aren't actors, but pretend to be. Now you might be wondering why a park would keep around non-human creatures that pose a potential threat to its visitors. And, of course, you'd have to ask management for an exact answer. My best guess, however, is that they are in fact good employees. They don't need to be paid, looked extremely real, and offer a way more authentic experience. Of course, the experience cannot be too authentic, if you catch my drift. That's what we, the actual actors, are here for. Every section is two actors, and two of the other ones. We don't have a specific name for them, but we refer to them as pretenders, not actors or monsters most of the time. Our main objective is to keep the one we are assigned to under control, make it seem like they're actors too, not strange beings we don't even know the origin of. Take my monster as an example. I work at the horror-themed section. That means my territory are the two fun houses, the larger of which is hospital-themed, the indoor roller coaster, and that other really cool outdoor one that winds around a gigantic skull. The roller coaster goes in through its mouth, comes out of one eye hole, and goes back in through the other. It's some genius design, really. I spend my day walking around in my costume, either chasing the visitors with my whip, which, for clarification, is part of my role, or leading it around by its chain that is attached to the iron collar around its neck. God help us if that thing ever comes off. The one I have been assigned to is tall, broad, and has black, surprisingly fluffy fur, a round, flat face, and two big ram horns on top of its head. Its eyes are two large, red buttons, and its mouth holds a set of long, shiny, sharp fangs. Its tongue usually hangs out of its maw, black drool dripping down from it constantly. Its official name is Mr. Scratch, on a cord of its oversized claws, but I call it the Sock Puppet. Mr. Scratch is quite obviously a costume. He moves sluggishly, and there are even seams and stitchings to be seen in some places. The costume itself, however, is a living, breathing thing, you wouldn't know if you'd just seen it walk around by my side. I, however, found out pretty soon on my first day, actually. When they told me they had given me the acting job because of my physical strength and that they needed me to take care of a monster of sorts, I was dumbfounded. Then again, my job interview had included questions like, would you describe yourself as relatively fearless? And if you were to get attacked by a wild animal, would you A, fend it off, 
B, run for your life and call for help, or C, hide. So, the warning signs were there. But of course, my first reaction was a disbelief, which, by the way, was replaced with stern, cold realization in record time on the day I started working my acting job. My manager, Dale, a grumpy, douchey guy in his late 20s, had me dress up in the costume I have been wearing nearly every day for three years now. It's hard to describe, kind of like a goth monster hunter outfit, which comes with a whip, but it looks really fancy and is agreeably comfortable. He had then led me to a large cage in the horror-themed section. It was standing next to the bigger funhouse. Its door was held shut by a chain with an oversized lock on it. The sign above it read, Mr. Scratch, in big twisted red letters. Dale unloaded the large plastic bag he had been carrying from his shoulder and threw it onto the ground in front of me. You'll find a lamb shank in the metal leash in there, he said curtly, nodding at the bag. A lamb shank? I inquired. Dale gave me a sleazy, yellow-teethed grin. We found out it likes lamb, he replied, as if that explained anything at all. He took out a small key from his pocket and walked over to the cage. I'll let it out for you, but just this once so you can tame it. Once you've gotten that over with, I'll give you the key. Won't be wasting any more of my time doing your job then. Part of me still thought he was messing with me, but I was beginning to have my doubts. He proceeded towards the cage and turned his key inside the lock. The door sprang open with a creaking noise, and Dale stepped aside. At first, nothing happened. Then, from the part of the cage that had not yet been reached by the sparse early morning sunlight, the thing they called Mr. Scratch emerged. It exited the cage at a slow, menacing pace on all fours. But once it was outside, it rose to its hind legs and raised its head, slowly opening its mouth only for its long, gooey tongue to drop out. I stared at the moving costume, then at Dale. I was very close to losing my composure. Are you kidding? I asked. Tell that idiot in the costume to cut the crap if you guys think you can mess with the new one. But the look on Dale's face was serious. He almost seemed a bit frightened. Feed it, he hissed. Feed it and then put on the leash. I shook my head and rolled my eyes, but decided to play along. I bent down and picked up the plastic bag, produced the large lamb shank from inside, and waved it at the moving costume. Come and get it, I sang, feeling immensely stupid for talking to a person like I would to a dog. The thing came bounding towards me at a surprising speed and ripped the shank out of my hand. When its teeth sank naturally into the meat and I watched the creature tear it to shreds and gobble it down, I realized that I was not looking at a person in a costume. Gripped by a sudden boldness, I slowly took a few steps towards it, reached out and let my palm travel over its shiny black fur. It was warm. I could feel its chest rise and fall, and the muscles underneath its skin pulsing, moving. I was staring at the thing with wide eyes, not believing what I was seeing. Finally, I sprang back into action and picked up the leash from the bag. I attached it to the metal choker and, after making sure I had a good grip on it, gave it an experimental pull. The beast's head jerked towards me, and I stumbled backwards in shock. 
but quickly managed to regain my footing. Luckily, the thing still seemed to be more interested in its meal than in me. Dale came strolling over and gave me a pat on the shoulder, which, for the record, is the only friendly gesture I've ever gotten from him. He handed me the key for Mr. Scratch's cage and told me to make sure not to lose it. I later asked him jokingly if the creature had ever attacked any of its other caretakers, to which he let out a loud laugh before answering in a suddenly quiet, serious tone. No, with one exception. Being, I offered. Dale laughed once again before adding, Just the guy before you. He was good at his job, but we had to let him go. You can't be the monster tamer if both your legs are missing. Upon seeing my startled expression, he smirked and told me not to let it get to me. He was sure Mr. Scratch liked me better. He's most certainly not listening to this, so I feel safe here when I say that Dale's an asshole. In regards to the monster, I've already mentioned that I've taken to calling him the sock puppet. After hearing my description of him, I bet you can see where I'm coming from. The sock puppet and I are on pretty good terms, by the way. He's never really caused me any problems. I usually walk him around the park and sometimes let him dash forward to jump scare a visitor, only to then pull him back and hiss at the visitor not to get too close to him. That's our favorite trick. He's run off on me twice before, but those are stories for another day. All in all, Mr. Scratch and I get along pretty well. Too bad you can't say that about some of the other actors and their pretenders. When talking about my co-workers, I guess it only makes sense to start with the one who works in the same part of the park as me. That would be Darius. He's very nice, but easily stressed. He talks a lot about wanting another job, but either that's just an empty phrase of his or he hasn't found one, because he's still around after three years of me working here. I met him on my second day on the job. Of course, Dale had failed to introduce me to any of my colleagues. He had simply given me a short overview about who I was yet to meet and what I was to expect. He hadn't put very much effort into his explanation. I was on my way to Mr. Scratch's cage in the early morning, about half an hour before the park's opening time that day. I was already dressed up and ready to release the sock puppet carrying with me the metal leash and a bag of dog treats, both of which I dropped when I collided with the man in the doctor's outfit, who had seemingly come out of nowhere. By his fake blood-smeared lab coat and the surgical face mask dangling around his neck, I determined him to be another actor. "'Hey, I'm Darius. You must be the new tamer,' he stammered, and without giving me time to answer, added, "'I really need your help right now.' "'Okay.' I responded, taken aback. What's going on? Did Dale already tell you about... Them? He asked, and I nodded. He seemed relieved. Oh, thank God. Okay, so I have to watch out for one myself. She's like a, a zombie nurse. Hard to describe, but you'll know when you see her. Either way, we, we can't really put her on a leash like Scratch, so we let her roam around this part of the park freely. Under my supervision, of course. But I kind of lost track of her, and now I don't know where she is. We can't leave her to stroll around the kid-friendly sections or the visitors will freak out. You've got to help me, please. 
We don't have much time. I abandoned the leash and dog treats and the two of us got on our way. Darius told me he had already looked for her in our section, so she had to be in one of the others. Our first guess was the Hollywood one, since it was pretty much right next to ours. While we did not find her there, Darius made use of our time by informing me about the workings of the park in a bit more detail. All the not-actors are put into cages overnight to keep them from wandering off. Half an hour before opening time, they're being let out. He also told me a few bits about some of the other monsters, but said it would be best for me to find out myself. We didn't pass any on our way through the Hollywood section, but we did find the nurse. She was standing next to a food booth, the owner of which thankfully had not arrived yet. She had her back turned to us and was swaying slightly. Her thigh-length nurse costume was smeared with red stains, not unlike that of Darius. But something told me that no fake blood had been used on hers. Thank God, there she is, Darius muttered. Dale would have killed me. What now? I asked. I'll just walk her back to our section. It's easy as that, he replied. She's basically brain dead. I watched as he approached her, grabbed her by the shoulders, and turned her around. I nearly gagged upon seeing her face. Half of the lower portion of her jaw was missing. The other half was dangling loosely off her head. Blood was steadily dripping from her tongue, reminding me of that of Mr. Scratch. She was completely unresponsive, her eyes staring past me and Darius into the distance. If she knew we were there, she wasn't letting it on. I followed Darius, who was leading the nurse by her shoulders, back to the entrance of the horror-themed section. There were still ten minutes left before the park were let in visitors. Upon realizing this, I hurried to release the sock puppet from its cage and put it on its leash. And that was that, basically. The sight of the undead nurse may have grossed me out for a little while, but I learned pretty soon that she wasn't the kind that I needed to fear. There are some much, much worse things in this park than her.